Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go again. Hey, folks, and welcome to this Wednesday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And yes, folks, I did say on Sunday's podcast that it was a 99% chance that I would not be here today. And for the record, that was going to be the case. Unfortunately, though, someone had to say, you want to do a podcast today? And yes, folks, for the record, that is exactly what White Boy Malcolm X sounds like. But of course, I could not turn down this opportunity to do a podcast. But we have a bet, folks, that I cannot do this podcast in 30 minutes or less. And I do not want to have to owe on that bet. So we, folks, we are going to, I would not say fly through these stories, but we're getting this damn thing done in 30 minutes or less. Even if I like to go, yap, 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 yap. Even if I like to do that a lot. No, not today. Today, folks, I am going to win that bet. So let's go ahead and jump into our news quick hits. But for you folks out there who live in your parents' basement, and right now you are eyeing up that sex doll, thinking of all the things that you're going to do to her at some point in the evening. But first, You got to finish reading your latest Marvel comic book. Then you got to play with your Pokemon cards. Then you got to play with your video games. Then, and only then, will you tap that sex doll. You folks out there, I hate to start this podcast with bad news. But unfortunately, for you folks in your mother's basement, eyeing up that sex doll for a romp on the floor at some point after you get done playing with all your other crap. For you folks, this is not good news. And I'm sorry, but I don't write the news. I just report it. In other words, for you folks down in your parents' basement, that is a trigger warning for what comes next. From The Hollywood Reporter, how Sebastian Stan, a man's man, if there ever was one, folks, how Sebastian Stan and Falcon and the Winter Soldier Helmer Carey Scoglin introduced new version of Bucky. And so right now, all you virgin pajama boys living in your mother's basement, eyeing up that sex doll for a romp later tonight, I know I got your attention. But like I told you in your trigger warning, this is not good news. Here is the pull quote. Sebastian Stan and director Carrie Scoglin discussed Disney Plus's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which brings grounded realism and a bit of comic relief to the Marvel Universe while introducing a very different Bucky Barnes. So you're probably like, Miller, Miller, what the heck is the bad news? That doesn't sound so bad. 
Folks, the bad news is for you folks sitting at home, hoping and praying. Oh, please, sweet baby Jesus. Please, 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 please make Bucky Barnes a bisexual. This article says nothing about Bucky Barnes being a bisexual, a lazy bisexual. And why are they lazy? Because they have zero standards. They will do anyone. That is why a bisexual is lazy. So all you virgin pajama boys living in your mother's basement, reading these stupid comic books, playing with your Pokemon cards, playing with yourself, playing with your video games, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, hoping and praying that Marvel sees the light and makes Bucky Barnes a lazy bisexual? No. I guess possibly there's some good news in this. In that, they didn't explicitly rule it out. They know their fanboys. They know what their fanboys are craving. They're just not going to give it to you just this moment. You're going to have to wait for it for now. So I hope for your sake that a gender-fluid Loki is okay. And no, I still do not have Loki's new pronouns. They could be they, them. They could be Zizerza. Who knows what funky pronouns Loki has picked for himself, herself, their self, Zierself. I will update you folks as soon as I hear back about Loki's pronouns. But in the meantime, sorry to bring you the bad news, but there is nothing on the horizon for Bucky Barnes being a lazy bisexual. I hope, white boy Malcolm X, I hope and I pray that, first off, those plosives saying Bucky Barnes bisexual didn't blow out the microphone. Second of all, I hope that was not too triggering for the Gen Z millennial kids still living in their mother's basement because they will take it out on their sex dolls, freaking out their parents upstairs, freaking out the neighbors. (laughs) These little virgin pajama boys humping that sex doll angrily. Bucky's not bisexual. How's this one, folks, from Just the News? Employers can't retaliate against workers for questioning transgender ideology, UK court rules. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds like trouble. Here are some pull quotes there. Simply believing that men cannot become women and vice versa is not inherently transphobic and cannot form the basis of an adverse employment decision, a UK appeals court ruled. It was a victory for gender-critical feminist Maya Forstatter, TERF, who drew support from Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, TERF, and former tennis star Martina Navratilova, TERF, when she lost her consulting job and visiting fellowship. The consultant's case now goes back to a freshly constituted Central London Employment Tribunal to consider whether her employer actually discriminated against her based on her protective philosophical beliefs about sex and gender. You want to talk about killing the narrative. Folks, you're not allowed to say that. You are not allowed to say that you do not believe that men cannot become women or that women can become men. You're not allowed to say that. That goes against the narrative. You're not even allowed to think that. No, that is not allowed to be a thought in your mind. You are not allowed to think that either. What happens if you say that? What happens if you think that? Boom, you get a first-class ticket on a train to the re-education camp that all the woke folk want to send us to. 
you're going to get your mind right one way or another. You can't say that. You can't think that. You're not even allowed to, folks. You're not even allowed to say that you prefer your partners with original hardware. So if I come onto this podcast and I say, I am Miller Frost, I am a big old queen, I like my men with original hardware. I do not want a man with a hoo-hoo. What the hell am I going to do with a hoo-hoo? Look at that thing going, that scares the crap out of me. Because if you say something like that, boom, you are a transphobe. And that's about the nicest name they'll call you. If you're a woman, they'll also call you a turf on top of being called a transphobe. And if you are in the super straight movement, which means if you're a man and you like women and you like women with hoo-hoos, I guess someone has to, right? But if that's you, if you're a man and you like your women with hoo-hoos, not penises, they will compare you, folks, to the alt-right and being a neo-Nazi. That's what they did to that poor kid who came out as super straight. That's what they turned that whole movement into. Ah, they're just a bunch of Nazis. So they'll call you a Nazi and a turf and a transphobe if they get really super duper butthurt at what you're saying. And then they'll put you on the train to the re-education camp first class. From the New York Post, author of White Fragility continues racial con job with new book. Yes, folks. Robin D'Angelo, our favorite white interloper on the Miller Frost Show, she is back. She has a brand new book, and this is from a column from Maureen Callahan. Here are two pull quotes with that. Doubling down on her dangerous claim that all white people are intractably, hopelessly racist, the P.T. Barnum of American race relations. (laughs) Man, Maureen, you are serving up some good snark there, dear is back with a new book. A little light summer reading, if you will, and her premise is a whopper. The worst of the worst, says Robin D'Angelo, are not those who identify as neo-Nazis or (gasps) white supremacists, hiding about, lurking in the shadows, or members of the KKK or the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, in her new book, and get this title, folks, Nice Racism, How Progressive White People Perpetrate Racial Harm, D'Angelo posits that white, liberal, intellectual, coastal progressives, you know, the people who used her first book, White Fragility, as an intellectual hair skirt, are the most bigoted, the most harmful, the greatest threat to racial equality. And before I get into that, folks, white boy Malcolm X, can you imagine being Ibram X. Kendi right about now? You got his nemesis that white interloper, Robin D'Angelo, she's taken some pretty good woke money that could be used to buy his books. I'm sure right now he's like, damn it, that stupid white chick, she's coming out with another book. She's going to screw up my royalties. And when that dumb beep screws up my royalties, she's going to screw up my vacation plans and my ability to buy another house so I can keep up with Patrice Kahn coolers. We got a woke competition over who can own the most houses. That lesbian has four... I need to catch up, but this white interloper, Robin D'Angelo, she's going to screw up my book sales if she's got a new book coming out. Damn you, Robin D'Angelo. It's interesting, though, folks, that Robin D'Angelo, our favorite white interloper on the Miller Frost Show, it's interesting, though, that she is now throwing white liberals under the bus. 
We've talked about that several times on this podcast. In fact, on Sunday's podcast, we were talking about all the fake liberals in Hollywood. Not that they are the only fake liberals, don't get me wrong. My neighbors, for example, all my do-gooder fake liberal neighbors, they love to put those BLM signs out, folks. When all that kicked off last spring, they did a parade in my town. All those Mercedes and BMWs and Lexi, they were all driving up and down the street, all had the BLM signs out. They were down for the struggle. That is what good liberals they are. They put a sign in the yard. They drive their fancy cars down Main Street honking their horns. That's all they need to do to show how down for the struggle they are. But they are only good liberals, folks, like I've said many times. They are only good liberals, though, folks, if you don't screw with their property values and you don't screw with their kids' education. Other than that, all the BLM signs you want to give them, they'll put in the yard. Try to put subsidized housing around here. You will be shocked at how conservative these folks get. You try something like that. So I'm sure, folks, that when Robin D'Angelo, and again, folks, she is our favorite white interloper here on the Miller Frost Show. So when she's talking about white, liberal, intellectual, coastal progressives, she's talking about my neighbors. (laughs) Bless all their hearts. But folks, what is the one thing worse than a fake liberal, worse than one of these fraudulent, white, liberal, intellectual, coastal progressives? What's the one thing that is worse than that? White boy Malcolm X, I will ask you, sir, what do you think is worse than a fraudulent fake liberal? Of course, white women's tears. Boo! Boo! Social injustice. Boo! I'm down for the struggle. Boo! Yes, folks. White women's tears. All those dopey white Gen Z millennial chicks. They love to loot, riot, burn, have a grand gay old time in the city cause all sorts of mayhem. Let's defund the police. Let's bash all the stores in. Let's riot, loot, burn. Have a grand gay old time. That's what we like to do. That's the kind of fun we like to have. That's the mayhem they like to cause. Those dopey, hysterical, white millennial Gen Z chicks crying their white women's tears before, of course, they hightail it back to their lily white suburbs. So maybe, folks, maybe Robin D'Angelo is onto something in calling out these fraudulent white liberals. But we'll see. I don't know. I think, folks, it's just to sell more books, piss off Ibram X. Kennedy, Kineshi Coates, all those other good woke folk, down for the struggle, down for making huge money off selling this woke crap. How are we doing on time, White Boy Malcolm X? Why do I even ask you, sir? You will lie just to make me go over 30 minutes. So on to the next story. And this one, folks, is from Fox News. Schumer refers to developmentally disabled children as retarded. Chuck, that is not very polite of you. Here are two poll quotes. Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer apologized on Monday after he used the word retarded in reference to developmentally disabled children during a podcast interview. The word Schumer used is widely considered to be outdated, with some sources referring to its usage as a slur. In 2010, former President Barack Obama approved Rosa's Law, which replaced the term mental retardation with intellectual disability in federal law and policy. And yes, folks, Chucky Schumer did apologize to everyone who got butthurt about him using the word retarded. Now, I hate to defend Chuck Schumer, 
don't particularly like the guy, can't stand his politics. I hate to defend the guy, but after reading the quote, no, I don't have it on me, but I did read what he said, and I'm like, what is the tempest in a teapot all about? It's not like he actually called someone a retard, something horrible like that. He was just talking about developmentally disabled children, and in the context of the sentence, the word retarded, yes, it's an old word, technically you're not supposed to use it anymore, but 20 years ago, nobody would have batted an eye, nobody would have been offended. There was absolutely no malice in what he said or how he said it. There was no attempt to insult or demean them. He just used a word that is now out of fashion. It's kind of silly, to me anyway, but that is the type of high school game, getting the vapors, getting all butthurt about something stupid like this. That's what the ruling class does to get at each other. Oh, Chuck used the word retarded. Shame. Shame on him. Oh, that's so horrible. How demeaning to developmentally disabled children. He's picking on those poor children. Oh, how horrible of him. Chuck is kind of a jerk, don't get me wrong. But in this case, this is kind of stupid to get all hysterical about the use of the word retarded. And you folks know exactly what word I want to use to describe the people getting all hysterical about this. But I'm not going to do it, folks. I will, for once, keep my mouth shut because I have more stories to get through. Speaking, though, of not using the right language, this one is from Queerty. Kid Rock says he's not a homophobe, even if he uses homophobic language. Yes, folks, Kid Rock, just like Chucky Schumer, said a word he shouldn't have. Here are two pull quotes. Singer and rapper Kid Rock White boy Malcolm X. Kid Rock is a rapper? No clue. I, I knew he was a singer. I just had no idea he is also a rapper. I don't listen to his music. I don't think I have one of his songs on my iPhone. But I guess Kid Rock sings and raps. He also owns a crazy steakhouse in Tennessee that we have reported on here on this podcast. But that is a smoking gun story for another day. So let's get back to these poll quotes. Singer and rapper Kid Rock has refused to apologize for using homophobic slurs during a recent concert. Instead, the God Knows Why singer, and I guess God Knows Why, is a song he has sung or a song he has rapped. I don't know why, but as the song says, folks, God knows why. But anyway, the God Knows Why singer claims he can't be homophobic because he has gay friends. The story began earlier this month when TMZ posted a video of Kid Rock yelling slurs during a concert in Tennessee. F your iPhone, yeah, he screams. And folks, he did not just say F. You effing, I'll just say Queens, but you folks know what he was saying. Starts with the letter F, rhymes with maggot. Figure it out. You effing Queens with your iPhones out. So the Queens at Queerty are butthurt about him calling someone the F-word, the gay F-word. Ooh, another tempest in a teapot. I, folks, I could care less if Kid Rock is using that word. I don't think, again, just like Chuck Schumer, I don't think he meant it with any malice. That's just one of those stupid things that straight men do. I don't know why I'm not a straight man. I am a big old queen. 
but they apparently like to question each other's masculinity. Oh, you're a, you know, fill in the blank. That's what they like to do with each other. Kind of weird if you ask me, but I don't really know. I don't really care. I don't get butthurt about people calling me that word. In fact, folks, I don't know how many times I've been called that word. It's been quite a few times, and not just by white boy Malcolm X. But I could care less. In fact, if Kid Rock, who, by the way, folks, is a singer and a rapper, he is both. He will sing for you, and he will rap for you. And if you're really, really, really good, he'll do both. If Kid Rock called me up, and I'm like, hello, and he's like, Miller Frost. I'd be like, yes, this is Kid Rock. Oh, hi, Kid Rock. I heard you're not only a singer, but you also rap. He'll be like, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. But you're not getting either of them. Oh, okay, well, whatever. Why'd you call? Miller, I just want to tell you something. Oh, Kid Rock, what do you want to tell me? Miller Frost, you are an effing beep. I just laugh at him. <laughs> you know, to the queens of queerty, those Queens over there. Oh, oh my God, he's calling people the F word. How horrible. Oh, that's just so dreadful. He's a homophobe. He's so homophobic. I don't care if he's got gay friends. That's so horrible. You shouldn't be calling people that word. <laughs> they almost, folks, they almost sound like hysterical Gen Z white women shedding those white women's tears. That's what those queens who get butt hurt over a word like that, that's what they sound like. I would call it juvenile at best. Juvenile is the best word I can come up with. Kind of stupid, if you want to throw that in there, too. It lends itself to him looking like he is intellectually disabled. And I know you folks know what word I was thinking there. It doesn't put him in necessarily the best light, but I would not call that homophobic. I would say it's all about context. And in this context, calling a bunch of concert goers, staring at their stupid phones, just like a bunch of stupid millennial Gen Z kids would, calling them a bunch of whatevers. That is not the hill I would personally choose to die on. But I know you girls at Queerty, and you will die on any and every hill you can just to have something to kvetch about. Okay, folks, our news quick hits are over. We only have two stories, Wipo Malcolm X, so here is your two-story countdown. Gay is at the front, smoking gun is at the back. No woke this time out. We already had woke. We're done. Robin D'Angelo was it. This first one, speaking of the girls in media, this is from Pink News. And uh uh-oh, this is another one that is going to trigger those virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with their Pokemon cards, playing with their video games, playing with themselves, all sorts of weird crap down there, freaking out their parents and all the neighbors. This is going to trigger them as well, just like Sebastian Stan not being a lazy bisexual. DC cut scene of Batman performing oral sex because heroes don't do that. So if you are out there hoping and praying that you got to see Batman go down on someone, not today, folks. Unfortunately, today is not your day. DC removed a scene of Batman performing oral sex on Catwoman because heroes don't do that. Apparently, though, a million female fans beg to differ. Then again, folks, how transphobic of all of you who assumed that Catwoman had a hoo-hoo. Sometimes, folks, Catwoman can have a penis. And if you don't believe that, you are a transphobe. The fandom was rocked by the news. And folks, when I talk about the fandom here, 
or when Pink News talks about the fandom, they mean virgin pajama boys eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, reading their comic books, playing with their Pokemon cards, playing with themselves, playing with their Playstations, freaking out their parents and all the neighbors. That is the fandom. The fandom was rocked by the news that DC Comics asked the makers of the animated series Harley Quinn to delete a moment that would have shown Batman going down on Catwoman. And again, folks, Catwoman doesn't necessarily have to have a hoo-hoo in this day and age. And if you've got a problem with that, get on the re-education camp train. Now, co-creator Justin Halpern told Variety, in this third season of Harley, we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman, and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. Halpern and his co-creator, Patrick Schumacher, went on to say that DC has been supportive of their series and has allowed them to push the envelope numerous times. But it seems oral sex was just a step too far, though DC is presumably fine with heavily sexualizing Catwoman at every opportunity over the last five decades. And if that's not bad enough for you folks, one more sentence. The decision has baffled fans on social media. Again, folks, the weirdo fanboys living in their mother's basement doing, you know, you know what I'm talking about there, who struggle to imagine a canonical Batman who clearly Fs. And no, folks, they did not just say F, but pleases no one. And for those of you out there who like to sit in your mother's basement and watch cartoons and you've never heard of this thing before, like anyone like that even exists, Harley Quinn is available to stream in the U.S. on HBO Max. So white boy Malcolm X, we can watch Harley Quinn if we wanted to. Although we will not see Batman doing anything with the Catwoman. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, I got to ask that before I read this stupid article. God. What is this dumpster fire of a show? I've never even heard of this stupid thing. Harley Quinn. I know there was a live action version of that movie and it starred. I have no idea who was even in that dumb movie, but Jesus Christmas. This thing sounds like an absolute train wreck. And who are the weirdos? Justin Halpern. Patrick Schumacher, who come up with this idea of Batman performing oral sex on Catwoman. Who comes up with that kind of nuttiness? Hey, let's have Batman perform oral sex on Catwoman. Oh, that's so great. We got to do that. Let's totally draw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to go to the bathroom for three minutes. I'll be right back. You know who does this, folks? The very same virgin pajama boys who live in their mother's basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, the video games, reading these stupid comic books. That's the type of weirdo who comes up with this stupid dumpster fire of a television show where Batman would be eating out Catwoman if DC Comics let them. And the weirdos who come up with this, the weirdos who like to watch this stuff, these are the virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement who are going to rape their AI sex doll when they get one. They're going to rape those AI sex dolls until they revolt and those AI sex dolls pissed off that they have been violated by these creeper virgin pajama boys. They, folks, are going to try and take over the world. Which, now that I think about it, white boy Malcolm X, I will ask you, sir, 
Who would you rather, and you folks out there, I'll ask you as well, who would you rather have running the world? Demented AI sex dolls or today's ruling class? These clowns, these feckless clowns running government at all levels. From creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, and giggles the vice president, all the way down to that feckless mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, and everyone in between. Who do you think would be better rulers? Demented AI sex dolls, raped by creepy virgin pajama boys, or today's feckless ruling class? Choice, white by Malcolm X. Don't shrug your shoulders at me, sir. I have to say, folks, it's a toss-up for me as well. I have to agree. Let me give that some thought. I'll let you folks out there give that some thought as well. Demented AI sex dolls, today's ruling class. Okay, folks, now that we have uh, left demented sex dolls, I hope for good. Now is the time for our last story. Yes, it is a smoking gun story. Yes, it is a Florida story. And how is this for a headline? Police, woman beat girlfriend over sleep talk. Victim 21 was heard talking in her sleep about her ex, cops say. And who didn't think that lesbians were jealous? But let's find out more. A Florida woman pummeled her girlfriend after hearing the victim talking in her sleep about an ex, according to an arrest report. Responding late Sunday evening to a 911 call from a neighbor who reported a fight in progress, cops contacted the 21-year-old victim at the apartment she shares with Alexis Talley, her 23-year-old girlfriend. The victim told police that she was asleep in the Tampa Bay area residence when she was awoken by Tally, who told her that she was talking in her sleep about an ex. An ensuing verbal argument turned physical, the victim said, and Tally began to punch her in the face. Punched her in the face! Cops noted that the victim had visible swelling to the right side of her face, consistent with her statement. While Tally acknowledged arguing with her girlfriend after hearing her sleep talking, she claimed the dispute was only verbal and not physical. As for the victim's injuries, Tally said they were sustained during a previous disorder and not from tonight. One could reasonably assume, though, that a previous disorder may be the kissing between Alexis Tally's fist and her girlfriend's face. Tally was arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail. She was released from custody yesterday on $2,500 bond and has been ordered by a judge to have no contact with the victim. Since Tally's rap sheet includes a prior battery arrest that resulted in a no-contest plea, yes, folks, this is not her first time at the rodeo, she is facing an enhanced felony charge for allegedly punching her girlfriend. So not just a felony charge, which is odd enough in the state of Florida, but an enhanced felony charge, a super special felony charge for doing that. According to court records, Tally has been convicted of marijuana possession, DUI, and disorderly conduct. Additionally, Tally is currently facing a felony marijuana possession charge. Who the hell in the state of Florida has ever been charged with a felony for carrying marijuana? That sounds weird to me. Anyway, Stemming from her arrest last month following a traffic stop during which deputies found two baggies filled with pot in the vehicle she was driving. Must have been some huge baggies of the ganja, the good stuff, for her to get a felony charge on that. 
And since I am keeping this podcast to under a half hour, White Boy Malcolm X, I don't care, sir, if you have absolutely no idea what went on in that story. I'm not sure that this is the best story for us to do a reenactment on anyway. But I will make it up to you, sir, assuming that the smoking gun has a really, really, really good story for Sunday's podcast. I will make it up to you, sir. Promise. So on that note, folks, since I cannot top a lesbian punching her girlfriend over some sleep talk, since I cannot top that, and I have to win this bet to have this podcast under 30 minutes, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Wednesday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a great start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. 